Hey there, beings. You are listening to the Self-Tivity Podcast. I am your self-investing storyteller, Danny Jessen. I'm a writer, a creative entrepreneur, but most importantly, a mindfulness advocate. For those who are new to this podcast, my goal is to merge mindfulness and self-love into our self-investing journey, as well as our entrepreneur endeavors. Today, I have a special guest with me. Allow me to introduce. Are you ready? All right. Hello, everyone. You are watching Health Be Mind, the station for all things self-investment stuff. And I'm so, so excited today because I have Hassana Brown on the line with me today on the Zoom call. And she's going to be discussing her book, The Gift. And I'm actually going to read the um, the tagline of the book. It's The Gift, Discovering of Self While I Was Accepting My Family Truth, which is definitely in the line of self-investing stuff. So what I'm going to do now is have Hassana briefly introduce herself um, talk about yourself for a little bit to the crowd, and then we'll go ahead and get into reviewing or discussing your book. Some some key quotes I really liked about it, um, and what I want to kind of um, gear a discussion into. <laughs> I'm sure, sure. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, and I thank you for this opportunity as well. And um, just a little bit about myself. Um, I am originally from New Jersey, but um, I moved here to South Carolina about 21 years ago. Um, I met my husband um, in in seminary, and um, that is when a lot of things in my life had shifted. Um, When I went to seminary, um, I got my master's degree. From there, I went on to work for um, a hospital. I was a chaplain for um, two years there, and then I ended up being a chaplain for a hospice for seven years. I was also the bereavement coordinator there. And there, um, I got to learn a lot about myself. I got to um, discover a lot of things about myself that I really wasn't aware of. Um, and um, and that began to start my journey of just really trying to find myself in a way where getting to know who I was personally um, and who I was as an individual outside of my family. And then I guess now I am, I'm no longer doing that anymore. As you can see, I am an author. This is my first book. But also too, I am now currently a um, real estate agent. I've been this now for three years and I absolutely love it because I get to inter- interact as well with all different kinds of people. And now I'm here speaking with you and I'm so excited about that. Thank you for this opportunity again. No problem. You know what? I did not know that you were a real estate agent. That's so cool. Yes, I actually am a real estate agent here in South Carolina and Georgia as well. So that's that's another discussion, but I would love for you to come back (laughs) on the show and pretty much talk about that journey as a real estate agent Um, and start your own business through the real estate. Oh, yes. Come back on. We're going to, because that's the other part of (laughs) self-investing is really self-employment things of that nature uh but let's go back to your book the gift and i want to figure out how you determined that you were going to write a book what was that process like that i'm okay i'm gonna write a book were you encouraged by your family and friends your experiences what did someone speak to you about it or did you was that all kind of self-inspired okay let me let me tell you this um I, uh, years ago, so many, many moons ago, I would say, um, someone told me they passed away, but they told me, they said, you know, Hassan, you want to write a book? And I said, eh, whatever. You know, I don't, I didn't feel like I was going to do something like that. They said, no, you really are going to write a book. I said, oh, okay. So now here we are, what, years later, I'll say about maybe 15 years later, 
Um, what inspired me to write the book, I think it was always something on my mind to do because I always felt like inside of me, I had something to offer other people. Yeah. And I always knew that there was something that I'm supposed to do. Um, I think that um, this is always my philosophy. It's like, there's so many people out there. There's a lot of people out here in the world, right? But there's a certain amount of people I'm supposed to reach. Mm. It's like there's a certain amount of people you're supposed to reach. So I just felt like I needed to do this because there's somebody out there that needs to hear my story, needs yeah. to connect to my story and understand that they can get through it or it's something that they can minister to, to them in some kind of way. So I just and then I think just the gift part, not not to give away my whole book, but just that that gift coming into my life, I think that that was another push to say, you know what, Hassan, you need to do this because somebody needs to hear your story. Yeah. So I just think it's that inner voice. You know, I think it's that inner voice. I do. Yeah. I definitely agree with that, that people, there's an X amount of people who you're supposed to reach. And I think that's the the beauty of, of the body. You know, we were referencing the body of Christ, right? You know, that there's the hand does the hand thing, the knee does the knee thing, the feet does mm-hmm. the feet thing. But the beauty about that is that the, the feet are not supposed to reach what the hand is supposed to do but that together they're all you know helping mm-hmm. move the body and the system along in the direction that you know it's supposed to be right. and so and I'm using the body of Christ because my initial interaction with you is that um, you are a faith based author and you live your life through faith and I definitely grew up in a religious household mm-hmm. and so when I thought when I thought about um, reading your book and you were telling me about reading your book I thought it was going to be heavenly I mean heavenly I said heavenly very <laughs> heavy and just being the narrative of religion you know mm-hmm. you know pushing religion and it's and it's still you it is not like it but it's not like it's pushing religion I actually found myself in your book a lot of different times and I didn't expect that there was one particular line that um stood out to me I'm actually going to read it mm-hmm. or make sure I get the right page I don't know if you have your book with you or not um okay so this is one that that stood out to me so it's on page 24 and it's you're reflected on your truth which I like how you design your book you have your commentary and then you say my truth and I like how the truth stands out um uh, often throughout the book so you say we have been so conditioned by the teachings within the church that emotions such as sadness disgust fear and anger were not welcome now you know when you said that I was like okay so it's not like she's it's not like so from my perspective you know being raised in the church and kind of having my my journey with religion i see I've, I've often separated myself from religion groups that can't think outside the box or can't see anything other than the religion group. And like you mentioned, like sometimes people just go to church and that's their, mm-hmm. that's the momentum that they're, that carries through, through life is that they're just going to church and they, they're doing it day by day, but they're not really figuring out more about themselves, going deeper inside, um, as you mentioned in your book. And so this to me was like, okay, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. <laughs> now, I I don't. I, I prejudge the book, and I'm, when I say when I say judge, it's not like I'm. No, I'm I it, yeah. But I definitely thought, okay, this is going to be religion. All my a lot, a lot of my friends are um, having in church. My my family. I grew up in church, so it's nothing new to me. But I really thought that that's what I was going to be reading. But you definitely had a different insight and perspective towards your experience that was like that I was able to connect with, mm. primarily because I did have my background religion. It still carries a lot 
yeah. of value in my life, still a part of me, heavily a part of me. I keep saying heavenly. I must, heavenly must be the word. Heavenly a part of me. <laughs> but I was able to resonate with your story because you were able to still be who you are, your truth, mm-hmm. you know, follow your faith. You, you believe in God. God is the source for, you know, for your truth and for finding yourself. And you mentioned things that I say all the time that I see God in everything. You know, I see God in my my different experiences and my relationships, that God is everything. And I thought that my perspective when I was reading the book would be like, okay, so I might be different in opinions, but I can't find one place in the book where I was just like, "Mm, no, because you were so very transparent Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel like churchy. It Mm -hmm. didn't feel like I was reading a book to say this is what you need to do and this is this and this and this and you must accept this it felt very real it felt like this was your story and you were sharing it from a a point of view of of not actually being so engulfed in church and when I say engulfed and when I say being so engulfed in the church I don't say that with a negative connotation you know because I feel like everyone has their own journey and their own experiences Mm -hmm. but I say engulfed is that you don't want to be so engulfed in something that you you suffocate you can't breathe or see anything outside of that because if you really are living in your truth you should be able to be your truth and and walk in any other type of arena and be able to share your truth without any doubt or insecurities and I felt that throughout your story so it's powerful for one were you just ministered to me all over (laughs) again try a little bit try a little bit But yeah, I just I just want to thank you for being exactly who you are um, throughout this book. And so what I would like to do is pretty much share some quotes that I saw in the book that hit hit to me and we I want to discuss them. But 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 before before I'm gonna to go to the end. I'm gonna to go to the end because this is something that was like, hmm, I wonder if she has an answer for me. Um now you was you were discussing how you met your father. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm I'm giving too much. I mean, let me be. <laughs> let me just you know tread lightly because right. I hope that people you know go out ahead and, and purchase the book. But during the the experience when when you meet your father um, and you don't have any questions for him because you're you're not you're you're working on the present. You're not working about worrying about the past and all these whys. Mm-hmm. You said that, you know, you find answers that bring you full circle. However, I don't really know if organically he answered questions that you didn't really present because you were focused on the present, if that makes sense. Mm, I understand what you're saying. Well, I think that the more that I'm around him, I think that um, I'm learning more things that answers questions that I may have. Yeah. Um, I think that sometimes you just have to live in the moment and listen to your voice, your inner voice. Um, I find that um, even though I may have questions, I mean, I don't mind asking questions, but I think that I have to ask myself um, when that, if, if a question does come up or something like that, I have to ask myself, um, is it really, you know, like why do, okay, why do I really want to know? I have to ask myself that question. Okay. And is it really worth, the moment that I'm in right now. Okay. Um, no, I get that. With him. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, really, because, because let, let me just say this. We all have things in our life that we will confront, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you don't have to have an answer to everything. Yeah. I think that a lot of times we spoil the moment mm-hmm. when we feel like we have to have an answer for everything. 
Not only that, we even miss out on things that, let me see how to put this, like, I'm more focused on now, why? I'm, I'm focused on now, right now, my life with him. Why? Why? Now, right? Yeah. And what is my purpose in his life for right now? Right. And what is his purpose in my life? for right now. You see what I'm saying? I and do. I think that once you focus on that, all the answers you need is going to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how you answer that because there were moments in the book where I was wondering about that moment where you are going into this deeper dive of, you know, self-love and, you know, searching for yourself and finding yourself. If you get wrapped up in trying to find these answers or, you know, doing all this insightful um I guess, experiment with yourself, mm-hmm. figure out, you know, you know, who am I and, and what's my purpose? And does that in itself also drive you away from creating the experience that you want today? And the reason why I say this is because I have a mindset or my perspective is I do kind of just move on. You know, I move on in life and, and some may may see that as, okay, you're not getting to your trauma. You're not addressing any of this stuff from your past. And Girl. so you must still need this healing. And I, I consider myself and, you know, alchemist, the author of my life or co-author of, of my world and, and my experience. Right. I always think about the solution, right? right? If I focus so much on my problems, oh my but like, like what, what does it do for me? If I try to just create or, or, What's that word? Like merge? It's not merge, but it's like when you you do a new path. It's a this is a word for it. You know what it is? I know. God, I can't think of it right now, but I know what you're talking. It's about. like uh, I can't. It's like make a new path. I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself and the experiences, then I'm I'm making better use of my time. You know, I'm I'm now there's this traumatic issue that could that happened to me and I acknowledge it. I think acknowledging this is so important and not covering over things. But I feel like you have a choice to just kind of have this dirty house. Right. And just kind of cover it up or you can have a dirty house and just get rid of the stuff and then move on. You know, you have said a mouthful, girl, because a lot of people. (laughs) No, seriously. No, no, no. Seriously, because I'm the same way. And let me tell you something, people, a lot of people, that's what's wrong with us now we would rather stay in that yeah than to move on and there's nothing wrong with moving on and I think that a lot of us feel like no see my thing is there's one thing of um moving on and keep feeling like you have to stay back you know stay stuck in it it's one thing but then there's another thing when you move on say no you know what I'm saying I I've learned some things from that I saw it I may have felt whatever it felt like to be in that situation. But look, that's not where I want to stay. And that's okay. But some people don't get, some people can't, can't get that, which is, which is unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, like I could, and I mean, it's okay. Like, like I, like I told you before, I think we had this discussion before, I'm not sure, but I could have been like bitter, angry, you know what I'm saying? Frustrated. I mean, we talking, what, 48 years, you know what I'm saying? I could have been like, what? And the, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, But why? But see, that's when it comes. When you have, like I said before, and I always say this, when you have dealt with your stuff and you have come to the realization of who you are, how you function, what makes you function, what makes you who you are, is able, you're more capable of receiving and you're more capable of receiving and dealing with certain things and being able to move on. But some people can't do it because guess what? They've never dealt with themselves. And see, now... 
Now that God has allowed me to deal with all my stuff, now here this person comes into my life. Guess what? Now I'm able to put more pieces to the puzzle together. It's really exciting. Some people won't see it like that. You know why? Because they're still dealing with their own hangups. Instead of dealing with it, working through it, coming to some type of truth and moving on. So so would you suggest the process of working through it is... What or what would you suggest the process of working through it? Like, does working through it, and I think the timeline might be different for other people, and I think we all do have different ways of, of working healing. through it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think one thing for sure that you have to do, you have to accept your truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, and then and in the and in accepting your truth, um, you're gonna have to deal with the, the ugly stuff that you don't like. And I'm not saying that you have to spill. This is where we go wrong. We spill all of our ugly stuff on everybody else. I'm not saying do that. I'm not saying do that. Because guess what? There's some ugly stuff that you have to deal with yourself. And that's when you start going inward. Focusing on you and your stuff. Listen. Because some of your ugly stuff, it was not because of somebody else. You had a part to play in it too. Yeah. And that's the stuff that you have to deal with. Yeah. And that's and I think that that's how you start doing the work. That that's when you start doing the work when you're able to sit with yourself and deal with your ugly stuff. Yeah. And I think that process of dealing with your other stuff is just the acknowledgement. You know, this is Acknow- That's the number one thing you have to acknowledge that yes, this did happen. Now, whether it's your fault or not, we yeah. all still play a part in our misery. I mean, we do in yeah. some kind of way. Rather it's overcompensating, rather, you know, whatever. We all play a part. So just deal with the part that you played in. Because, see, you know how they're doing counseling, right? Mm-hmm. The counselor is not going to allow you to talk about somebody else that's not present. You know mm-hmm. why? Because they want you to focus on you. So yeah. I'm just saying, when you're sitting there by yourself, don't worry about what everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Think about the part that you played. Let me get. Let me tell you this. When you start doing that, that's when freedom starts taking place. I can honestly say I'm free. Yeah. I don't have stuff weighing me down because I know how to deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a um, concept that came to mind when you were, were discussing this earlier is mm-hmm. the concept of trauma dumping. Mm-hmm. And trauma dumping is where, you know, we're sharing all of our ugliness, as you said, onto everyone else. And this concept, it really opens my eyes because I, I had this conversation with my friend is that, you know, we don't want to get into a habit of bonding with people or individuals based on our trauma, you know? And what I en- enjoyed about your book is it didn't feel like a trauma dumping book. It wasn't mm-hmm. like... I was like, oh my God, this is so sad. You know, it was just like, all I, I just saw how you shifted. And no, listen, this is my type of book is when you are shifted. I need to know what's the solution? You know, what's the process? Because I feel like we already know what problems are. We already know the problems and we spend so much more time on that, which doesn't require a lot of time. When a problem is a problem, it's like, it's a problem. Right. One second. But the other part of it is the solution. And the solution is the ongoing process of doing it things like we said is acknowledging your whatever your your ugliness is acknowledge yes. that it, it belongs to you yes. and it doesn't have to be dumped onto anyone else if it belongs to you and then you take care of it you clean it up then your experience with other people is not about your trauma but it's how you overcame your trauma and that's what yes. we, we 
don't, yes. we're not looking at this person in a pitiful, like, oh, pity her or I can't right. what happened to her. It's like, wow, that's amazing. And that's the vibration that we want to put out there is lifting people up to say, we don't want it to be cute for us to all have this trauma. Exactly. exactly. I, would, I would love for us to have happy children around here. Happy yes. babies that are not going through this. And it only happens when we have people saying, I'm going to look at this ugly. I'm going to deal with my ugly. And, and, and because I did this process, now when I'm interacting with the world, they're not seeing my ugly. They're seeing a beautiful part of what came out of my ugly. You yes. know, that to me yes. is more powerful. It's more powerful. Yes. It's more intense. Like I, I have this struggle with, you know, connecting with people because I really do look on the bright side. <laughs> like, I literally look on the bright side, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a vibration where we're so used to the heaviness. We're so used to negativity. It's so commonplace that if someone is like, oh yeah, everything's good. Da, 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 it's like, oh, they fake or like, it's because it's not normal. And so I'm like, okay, well maybe this needs to be a practice. Not right. to say someone is always happy and someone is just has everything going for them and nothing troubles them. Because right. by all means, but that I mean, what does that do for you if I just keep saying this is this is going on? I can say them in the same place, like, hey, I have this issue going on with me, but this is how I've been working through it. I want those two to live together so right. it doesn't feel like everything has to be right. right. You you know what I want to say something to what you just said real quick. When yeah. after you've done all of that that you said, the beautiful thing is too that when you do get around other people, you'll start seeing more different sides. Yeah. You know, different different sides or different opinions of the other person. So you won't be angry because yeah. you can look at the other person. You can be like, wow, okay, I get that now. Yeah, I understand Ooh. that now. You know, you're you, you get a whole, you look at that person totally different because guess what? You don't heal from your wounds. You have accepted your stuff. So when I'm able to look at, when I'm able to look at, you know, my dad or whoever, I'm like, wow, I get it now. I understand because everybody has their own story. Yeah. Everybody has their own journey. And though we may not be happy about it, but guess what? We can still work in a happy environment. We can still have happy vibes. We can still, you know, draw off each other's positive energy if we can understand, you know, people always say there's two sides to a story. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe that anymore mm -hmm. because there's all different components to a story. Yeah. You know, so once you start healing, you can grasp those different, you know, I can accept you better when I work on myself. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be so judgmental. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be so judgmental. I'm not going to look at you. You see what I'm saying? I can, I can look at you better. I can re receive your flaws better when I realize I got you. You know what I'm saying? So it just all depends on how you choose to characterize yourself and how you choose to carry yourself. That's what I'm telling you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm very conscious when it comes to energy. Yeah. And I ain't gonna pull from you, girl, when I feel a bad vibe. I'm just I'm just not gonna do it. I'm very conscious about my energy. I protect it at all costs because that's something that's important to me. You know what I mean? So um but yeah you're 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 so on it and you're so right about that. You know, you 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 don't have to judge people when you look at yourself. You don't you don't have to do that. You and you said you said something that reminded me of my experience when you related it to um not you 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 now can understand that person um, yeah. dealt with yourself because with I guess and honestly I, I'm I'm very I feel I feel like I've been protected and, and guided for 
a lot of my my childhood and my mm-hmm. life. So I'm 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 thankful for that. But the experiences that I I have had that I guess would relate to someone's trauma, um, it required me to go even deeper than what I did on the surface. So I think on a surface level, I always consider myself someone who isn't judgmental or someone mm-hmm. who's, who's looking at a different perspective instead of the perspective that doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what life did was it gave me more perspective, more viewpoints to be around for me to go back and even and go even deeper with that surface level perspective of like, okay, you know, I'm not going to judge it. But now I, I felt it a little bit more. I was able to put mm-hmm. myself in experiences where I was able to feel it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit detached because I don't have, I didn't have those experiences. But then um, I think the whole thing about connecting with people is that, you know, some people leave a little bit of pieces with them, with each other. And you can decide to keep it or you can decide, right. to, you know, you know, let it fade away. Mm-hmm. And some of the pieces that I kept with me, you know, the perspective and the ideas and the thoughts were like helpful in me going back to a, a connection that I had with someone and being able to look at that and reexamine it again and saying, oh, OK, now I get it. And that took off a lot. More. That took off another layer of what I what I thought I had dealt with. You yep, know, yep. and this is why I, I push for what I push um, when I say, you know, everyone kind of has their own style of healing. Because my style of healing is going in the direction where I'm going to live my life. I'm going to mm-hmm. look for solution. I'm going to look for a positive part. Because eventually I still have layers that get revealed to me. And I still, there's this part of me where I didn't know that that was a heavy part of me. That gets released. And then I feel it. I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. And, it's, and that's, I'm already on the trail in the direction that I want to go and. So now I'm zooming, you know what I mean? Like now I'm like, now I'm even lighter because I, I've decided that this is the direction I want to go in. I want to go in this direction where I know that healing is ongoing. I know that this is the direction of it. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say that because. Well, I just want to say something real quick to you too. No, keep okay, saying so real quick. Okay. You know, the, the, <laughs> thing about, the thing about it is, I've, this is my saying, if you're not evolving, then you're dying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to choose to evolve every day, right? And that's just learning something new every day. You have to choose to do that, right? Now, let me just say something based on what you just said when you were talking about going back to something and revisiting it, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much beauty in that, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. You know, I even like in the beginning of the book, you know, I talk about my childhood and stuff like that. It wasn't okay. I didn't I didn't have the greatest childhood, but I was very sheltered, right? I was very sheltered and um but let me tell you now that I'm old, I appreciate that I was <laughs> right now. You it's like when you get old, you're like, yeah. it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Wow. So, but I was very sheltered and um and it's just a lot of things that was done to me, but it was more for me, uh, more of emotional. I went through a lot of emotional trauma, you know, yeah. um, being degraded and stuff like that, right? But listen. I I went back and I started thinking about some things about my past because I, I just want you to understand anything that you want to know is in your DNA. Mm. And that's why it's important for you to know who you are. Yeah. Because when you find out, that's how you find out who you are through your DNA, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, my great aunt, you know, she raised me. So I went back and I just started thinking about some things and all this stuff. But then I had to think about, okay, people just don't turn out to be the way they are for no reason. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So I had to start digging a little deeper and I had to go and just think about and reflect about some things that may have went on in her own life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To cause her to be the person that she was. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so 
Yes, exactly. Back then, well, maybe, you, back then, just think about it. You think, you think, you know, 80, 90, 80 years ago or whatever like that, they didn't have all these tools we got now. Yes. We should be ashamed of ourselves now because yes. we got so much stuff out here, right? Yes. They didn't have those kind of tools. So yes. they only was working with what they had. Exactly. Well, for us to sit and hold grudges, I'm, I'm just saying, for us to be unforgiving and hold grudges year after year after year for certain things that happened from people that did not have the tools. Yeah. What they, you know, they only work with what they had to work. So that made my healing and my healing process even go even more further because I was able to understand. A lot of us choose to be ignorant. And please forgive me when I say this. I don't mean to say it in a negative way, but people that don't read and don't educate themselves, to me, it's like you just choose to be ignorant because there's so many things out here that we can partake in to learn and to understand how to come up out of our situation. Um, some people, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Some people, and I mean, let's just be real. Some yeah. people don't want to come out of our out of their situation. You know why? Some people want to remain victim. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want to remain the victim. Those people I would be aware of. I don't want to be around people that want to remain victims because they'll never change their mindset. And it's not our job. It's not my job. And that's what I had to learn. It's not my job to continue to um, be in their vicious cycle to help them change. Because some people just don't want to change. And I, I wanted to say that because I don't want us to feel like because we're doing our work, we always have to go out and save people because everybody don't want to be saved. Now say you know what <laughs> because this this idea of of saving the world I think it it I struggled with it because I kind of had that I I thought that when I was younger you know I, that, no because of the Christian no because of just being honest yes, the Christian yes, environment yes, okay when yes. you're in that Christian and 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 I'm not knocking a church or anything like that I grew up in it look I got the book I got the whip I got everything to go along with it okay I grew up in that I understand it mm-hmm. but I will say some parts of it can be very toxic yeah yeah when you're not a when you are not self-aware yeah. of who you are as an individual okay yeah, you're in that Christian environment a lot of times you feel like that that is your responsibility to save everybody and to fix everybody you yeah. got a word for everybody you can tell everybody but yeah. guess what the only person that you don't spend time with is who you yeah but you want to tell it. everybody else and that's the problem it becomes a lot easier to, yeah. to save the world if, if we think that we think we pull back a little bit it becomes a lot easier when you bring it a little bit closer to yourself and deal with your yourself your your intimate family and do it house by house family by family you know and that still is you as a part of this family have to work on yourself and your impact on your your family of four, your family of five. And I'm talking about in your household, or, you know, the ones that you see every day because right. they see a different version of yourself than maybe family you don't see every three months or four months or the friends that you see once in a while. Mm-hmm. But because they're there are some they are in some sense a soulmate because they are growing with you as you evolve because they can see a lot of your ugliness, even right. though you feel like they can't see it. But when you become more open about who you are within that intimate family setting, then it's not, I got to go out and save the world. You are saving your own world. And then that pours into the people that you connect with. And then they see that someone is being very 
you know, self. They're, they're being themselves. They're being transparent in their journey. They're not this this fake image of, of a savior, you know. Um, I'm hoping, hoping I'm explaining this correctly, but my well, idea... You are, you are. But the thing about it, see, we brought the lie. We brought yeah. the lie. And one of the lies are, and this is just my opinion again, one of the lies are is like... Um, Oh, how to put this in words. It's like, if your household ain't saved, yeah, don't worry about them. Mm-hmm. You just keep praying, but you go out there and you save whoever, you know what I'm saying, that want to listen and want to hear you, right? That's what it, that's okay. what it says. I'm just saying, I'm saying that's, that's, that, that's the, the lie. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the lie that we put in our head. Because okay. so, so what happens is, what happens is we become very judgmental towards our family mm-hmm. because our family's not doing what we feel like they should do under the Christian pretense Okay, and then we we you know we don't treat our family the way we would treat those out there in the church, mm-hmm. right? Because we have what the law like our family is semi less important mm-hmm. than our family church, the, the church yeah. family. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why a lot of our families are screwed up. Yeah, they don't even know how to minister to us mm-hmm. because they brought the lie that the family church is more important. I don't care how many days you go, this is your family. Yeah, and this church like- family is your family. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we lost that sense of value within our own family unit, and that's why a lot of us are screwed up, and we can't receive one another because of that. And it goes back to what you said earlier, that DNA, this is where you come from. This is this is the closest piece of loving yourself. <laughs> exactly. Because it is part of yourself. Like, exactly. Exactly. DNA, that is yourself. You know what I mean? It's closer than these people are out there. And I do, I understand the narrative of friendship. Some friendships yeah, have yeah. I understand that narrative. However, it's really important to to understand, because I and I think you you point on this in your book because you had a, a certain relationship with your family that actually actually actually, um, drew you backwards because you had to keep putting out um, and and being a savior for them. I don't think it's the, it's the, it's not the concept of them being the the bad family. It was just that through your family, you were able to find yourself. And it was through that experience that you were able to realize, okay, so I've learned this from my family. I've learned, I learned, I've done this. I've been this. And this is, this is what my family has taught me. And I have come close to myself through my interaction with my family. But it it starts there. Yes. And you don't neglect it, but you might maneuver differently as you realize this part of your family because they also are their own individuals. And as you said earlier, that everybody's not going to want to do what you want to do. Everybody's not going to want to grow. So, and I always think of this scripture a lot differently. I'll be doing my own interpretation. So I, I know <laughs> it, that could be, that could be, you know, you can be skating on ice with, with Christianity with that. But I, I think about the scripture and it says the poor will always be amongst you. Mm-hmm. And the concept is that, you know, you have to give to the poor because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're not going to have it, but they're always going to be amongst you. And so mm-hmm. that was my, con- that I hooked that with me and I spread it out a little bit differently. And I think about the poor in mindset. When you said earlier, like some people don't want to teach themselves. Some people, they're going to be the poor amongst you. And that's the poor in mindset. You know, that not that wealthy mindset of I, I want to grow and I want to evolve. Right. And, with the poor being amongst you, it's just acknowledging of the fact that there are going to be poor amongst you. Yeah, and I think if you acknowledge that the poor is amongst you, it's also realizing that as someone who has wealth, right? Let's say we, we interpret this to be a wealthy mindset. Mm-hmm. When you have so much wealth, 
if the poor was to take any of that, you won't feel it because you've been focusing on all of this wealth that you've been storing for yourself. Mm. So I, I like to to see myself going in that direction of a wealthy mindset, a wealthy self-love, because even when it comes to the cases where you said, you know, I had to say no, I had to say no to my family. It's like when you say no to your family, you say that's also a point of self-love in your book, right? Yeah, it's a point of self-love because you not only are saying no because you aren't you aren't attached to yourself to doing all this stuff, but when we think about that wealthy mindset, what you could leave a what you could trail leave a trail of, mm-hmm. um, with saying no can also be helpful for them in some aspect which you may not even know of. Yes. And I think about the point in your book where you're talking about um, your experience with the woman um, at the C- is it CBD or not CBD, CPT. Oh, so, oh, so my, um, what is this? Like, what is the pastor, CPE, 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 yeah, clinical pastoral education. Yeah. So the okay. lady in the hospital room. Yeah. So remember, okay. I, during that time, right. I know I saw the whole story, but there was a time when the lady in the hospital, she asked for something. I didn't know that she got it. Right. But yeah. it was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? it, was there. it was there. I'm, I, I brought that all the way back to the point of, Hey, like, the wealth is there for the poor mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. Even as you store it in yourself, I'm going to say, no, this is for my self-love. This is for my evolution. But you still leave a trail of something that could be good for them. Wow. They just may wow. not ever know. Because yes. that all go back to them making a decision. Mm-hmm. If they decide to do this self-reflection, if they decide yes. to do this work and this process, this analyzation, they might get to see yes. what some people might not ever see. Right. You know, to work if that makes sense. I hope no, that makes a lot of sense. Work, but yeah, listen, I really, really enjoy your book. So I, I'm, I'm pulling out a lot of different points of it. Like, I want people to read it um, without me saying a whole bunch of stuff. So I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, that was that. I, I really enjoyed that part of the book because it, it really, I always, I'm always thinking. Always yeah, thinking. I'm a thinker oh, too. <laughs> cool. Like, I mean, it's, it's cool because it's like, man, like, it's the, uh, the, the, sometimes we think that, you know, knowing all these answers, like you said before, like getting all your whys out. You right. Know, back full circle is that that's going to be fulfilling if we get all these why out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just kind of living a life where you don't have all the answers, but you are creating your own forging. That's the word. <laughs> forging your own path. And I kept going with that. <laughs> when you start forging your own path, right? Mm-hmm. And you forge your own path and you create a diff- you create a reality that works for you. You know, you can create a reality that makes it worth it. Because when I think about life and I think about the fact that, you know, it's X amount of days, you know, for your life, Am I going to be focusing on these things that once I find out, what is it going to do for me? You know, you yeah, make that decision on your, on your own. There might be some things you have to know the answer to yeah. in order to evolve. Right. But sometimes it's not really about these particular answers. It's not like A, B, C, D. It's more about the principle behind those answers. Like you just kind of get these principles in place so that you can always maneuver any situation. But and you I'm, don't even know what you were protected from, though. I mean, you know, everybody wants, a lot of people want to know A, B, C, D. I mean, they got to Every little detail. Why? You don't know what God protected you from. You don't know what the universe protected you from. There's a reason why these things happen the way they happen. Am I supposed to know every answer? No, I'm not supposed to know every Do I need to know every detail? No, I don't know every detail. I don't need to know every detail. You know what I'm saying? So we, we need to stop. A lot of times we just focus sometimes on the wrong 
things and we miss the blessing. Yeah. We miss yeah. the blessing in this whole totality. You know what I mean? And um, and I think uh, I, that's why I just feel like I'm so blessed, you know, to be honest with you. I just feel like I'm so blessed. I know this doesn't happen. You know, you hear these kind of stories all the time, but it happened to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm just blessed. And like I said, some people's going to receive it. Yeah. Some people are not, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I um and it, and I love how you said that because I work in marketing, and so mm-hmm. one of the key components about marketing is that people try to sell to everyone and think that everyone is their audience, and they actually miss and they miss the hit with that because yes. if you focus on if you focus on the fact that you have a particular audience that wants your stuff mm-hmm. that will come back for your stuff, mm-hmm. yes. that that all that that is um, reoccurring revenue for you. Because mm-hmm. you're focusing on the correct audience instead of thinking that you gotta go save the world. Yeah. I think in the in the mindset of self-love is your audience first, your first audience is yourself. You yes. know what I mean? Focusing on yourself, bringing it home. Like that's who you need to be marketing to. You know what I mean? Yes. It's yourself. You need to market to yourself that you can be greater, that this is not your victim story, that there's another answer yeah, um, beyond what you thought it could be. You know, you yes. really have to figure out these. And I, and I call them systems. I, I like system and data. But you really got to figure out these systems to help you market to yourself and believe in yourself. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things is that we neglect that that skill and that belief and that confidence of believing that we're we're important because it might look a certain way. Like self-love mm-hmm. is not supposed to be this this journey of like neglecting everyone is just about me. It's right. actually, it's the revolutionary component to saving the world because now when everybody's looking at themselves, they're looking at themselves in a in the perspective where they're doing what you did in your book. They, they are finding a new, you know, new way of dealing with the next level. They are finding a new way to say that this happened to me. You know what I mean? And they're finding a new way to live and find that freedom. You know, you talk about freedom, but that's my favorite word. Yes, that's my favorite word too. <laughs> I probably get used for them like a thousand times, but right. <laughs> you know, you you definitely free yourself up when you when you go on a self love journey intentionally. And I and I really get a lot of this from your book, and I really want people to to cop it. You know, go out there <laughs> and get Thank the gift. Beautiful you are. Sorry about my nails, y'all. <laughs> I don't ever do my nails, but. Get this book. I, I I definitely was surprised, and I and I'm saying this, you know, because I, I I like to do reviews, and I like to be really transparent in my reviews, and when I do like play reviews, and I like to not always be so happy good side. Um, but I do want to say initially that I thought it was going to be like a a church sermon. You know? <laughs> I thought it was going to be that way. I thought it was going to wow. be something where it's just like. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've heard I've heard it all before. You know, you know what I mean. Right, but right. I'm telling you that when I was reading your book, I like I like to take notes. I I, I didn't scribble all over your book. Oh wow! <laughs> Inside of it, um, I found some quoters. I found some quoters in there, and I and I and I and I, and I honestly want to say that I did. I learned something. I learned wow. a lot. Um, I, I learned a lot about myself um, mm-hmm. in a few pages, and it's it's a page turner. It's really easy to read. 
Um, but let me go back because I've been doing a lot of talking. I'm, when I'm excited, I, I'm looking <laughs> how to be, how to not be still talking. I'm, like, you talk. <laughs> I'm not going to be still talking. I'm going to let the person talk because I, I do want you to, to talk about some things. I was so excited because I really, 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 I really, really did love this. I'm going to read a quote and then we can okay. talk about this. Okay. okay. Let you talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I became good at perfecting my own dis- on my own dysfunctions by the way of church rhetoric. I became good at perfecting my own dysfunctions, <laughs> mm-hmm. my own dysfunctions, and and that's and that's I don't know why when I was reading that I was thinking about my experience growing up in a church, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about how I was always looking for I guess a list of things to say that I, I, I met my perfection. Mm-hmm. But um I do I do want you to elaborate on 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 that for for the audience. Um what were you thinking about with that line? Or do you do you remember it? I know I don't know how Yeah 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 you're good. <laughs> um what I was thinking about basically I just church you know being in church it kind of like puts you in a place of you always try striving to be perfect even though we know perfect is not a not realistic in a sense um so you always want to cross all your t's and dot all your i's um and i found myself drowning in that in a sense where i was always again we talked about this before you know just always trying to fix things and trying to find a scripture to fit in fit what I was doing. And I'll, I'll never forget this. Um, I think one of the one of the things that I could really say about this is I remember always thinking about people always saying, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Um, and because we looked at Jesus as this perfect person, you know, you always want to make everything just right. You don't want to make people feel like you're tired. You don't want people to think that you, and it's not that you really didn't want to do it, but you're tired of doing it or whatever. So I think that um, we try to live this perfect way in a sense Mm -hmm. when it's not really realistic to do so. And you really drown yourself and you're not really living in your own truth. Um, And you're afraid to really speak about how you really feel because you think that people are going to look at you some kind of way other than what you want them to look at you or to see you as. Yeah. Um, and that happens today. We see that all the time today. Um, I'm glad I'm not a part of that world anymore, in a sense. I'm glad that I don't have to uh, play that role anymore because it's really not an easy role to play. You know what I'm saying? And, and so um, that's really what I meant by that. You know, just not being able to really be myself because yeah. I'm really trying to please other people in a way that is really impossible to do. Yeah. And I and think about well, let me say one thing. Think about this real quick. You know, when I was younger, you know, growing up in church, I'll never forget this. Uh, my pastor and his wife, I used to always say, Oh my God, I want to be a pastor's wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. How many women, how many women think that? Oh, because I think if I'm gonna be a pastor's wife, oh my God, I'm gonna have everything I need and I want, and I'm just gonna be, you know, I mean, they make it look so beautiful and glamorous yeah. and you know, just Realistic, honey, I'm so grateful I'm not a pastor's wife. I don't know what yeah. to do. But, you know, I'm just saying, just just in that type of sense, you know, you, you live in this world, you live in this this view or this mirror that's not really realistic for everybody. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, and, and the pastor's wife, that's definitely a... <laughs> oh, and the church. Yes. The pastor's wife, um, listen, I have so many pastors in my family, so I... <laughs> I have PK kids. I'm, I'm almost a, a sub PK kid. Hey, I, I hear you. <laughs> but 
the the I guess the the rhetoric behind those titles is that you know you have to live up to a certain standard. But which is funny is you find yourself or you find, for instance, there's a, a narrative of PK kids always going the direction. It's because of that pressure. And I think within the church, if they just allowed a little bit more wiggle room to actually be a person, and I can't say this for all churches. I haven't been to all churches. Right. No, I got you. I got you. But if there was a wiggle room, there wouldn't be... Because I feel like the church in itself, it, it, it still works. It, it works for communities. Um, there are components mm-hmm. that you know can be strengthened because I feel like we spend spend a lot of time on rhetoric. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time on the speeches. We spend a lot of time there, but we never we haven't really spent a lot of time on the nation building. Um when it comes to things like, you know, financial um empowerment, you know, um right, self-love right. and, and well-being and and even things like therapy. You know, some some churches will 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 direct you away from therapy, but yes, me, therapy is not some it's not like some voodoo act. It's really just someone who who's paid to listen that it's not a part of your family that you can feel cool with getting this stuff out. Because a part of it is we, there's some things that you want to say. Like how you say you you don't want to say, I can't do this because then you're going to look like you're not the best church person. You know what I mean? Right, right. I can't, I can't right. do the banquet, sis. You know, not this right. Sunday. Right, exactly. Sit down in my own bed and watch Law and Order. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> but you got to always be ready. Exactly. Right? It's just like, you ain't exactly. always be ready to march for the Lord. And I don't think that's bad for, you know, because everyone has their own thing. Everybody is. But not- honestly, though, how many people? Seriously, I mean, I mean, the, the Bible. I mean, we've been, we, we've been. I've been up and down the Bible. I read it a thousand times. You know, because, you know, being in seminary and stuff like that. But how many of us really, truly read the Bible for ourselves and not just take it for face value of what somebody else said? And if us really go deeper within ourselves and say, okay, well, because can I, can I, can I, I know I'm about to upset some people probably. The scriptures in the Bible, yes, they have their meaning, but there's a meaning specifically for you. Yeah. Have you, do you have anybody ever took the time to really feel out, really understand what it means for them within their own self, within their own vessel? No. Yeah. But they're, they're quick to repeat what somebody else said. Well, so-and-so said, what pastor said. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I'm just saying, if you really want to get intimate, just like you would get intimate with your husband or or in a relationship, then you, if you really want to get intimate, find out what that word is saying to you. Because I found out that when Jesus said, what would Jesus, what would Jesus do? Okay, personally for myself, I was hearing what everybody's saying. I was interpreting it like what I felt that they were saying to me, you know, do this, do that, do this, do that. But I found that for myself. No, Jesus ain't asked us to be no doormat. Yeah. You know, Jesus didn't ask us to, you know, run after everybody and fix and save everybody. But yeah. that's the way I interpreted it until I found myself. Yeah. And I was able to read it again and say, oh, now I get it. I put that on myself. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, it's a difference. It's a difference. Yeah, and, and the Bible itself is made up of different stories. You know, there's a book of John. There's a book, <laughs> there's a book with somebody else's name and that was their experience and their connection. And then when you when you go deeper into it, and that was my thing, is that I, I started reading the Bible. Right. And so when I was reading the Bible, I was like, wow, I had no idea this was happening. You know, I didn't, like, they weren't talking about this at church. And so that really sparked my attention. And, and I really believe 
having the experience that I had and being like blown away, like I don't know if I believe any of this, it really, it really in its own way brought me back closer to a, a spiritual journey and, and a connection and seeing God everywhere um, that I probably wouldn't have had if I was just listening to what the pastor said or listening because I grew up in religion and not really finding my my connection to the truth. Right. Because I, I feel like that's what's absent is that if you're going to church and you're going to church and you're listening to the doctrine, but you're not doing this this work or you know you're not doing this reading on your own, you're not doing this self evaluation and, and finding your your voice with God, then you only just listen to that other person's voice and their experience, and then that's you're taking that face value, and then that's it, and then you become this person who's just who's just like anyone else, just following the following the crowd. You know what I mean? But I think we all have our own path forward. Well, the key <laughs> word that you use was your voice. Yeah. And I think it's a problem when you don't want to hear your own voice. Yeah. There's a problem with that because you, your own voice is getting you in tune with yourself. What are you afraid of? Yeah. Why do you want to listen to your own voice? Why do I have to constantly listen to your voice and what you're saying? Yeah. You know, just take that for face value. No, what is your voice telling you? That's what we have it for. You know, that's what it's there for. Some of the narrative in the church is that you're not supposed to have any other voice. And so, and, and I think it's, and there's so many different, and that's the thing to me with religion is that so many people have got the Bible and decided that this way was better. And then they got their followers. And then, you know, and you don't even want me to get on that topic, baby. I don't even want to go there because there's so much to that. So much. We're we going to say that. For a conversation on I just want I just want to say because I just wanted to say that I, every spiritual journey you need to be involved in it. Yes, you need to be involved in it. You need to know why you're in it. You yes. know to to really feel connected to it because I feel like if you're following anything, you know, just blindly following anything just because you were born into it, yeah. or because <laughs> it sounds right. Then are you really truly are you really truly connected to that spiritual yeah. pathway? Is it really yep. yours you know what mm-hmm. I mean and because I feel like we'll all find our way back to one one thing one common thing that right. you know it should be go- going across board and I think we just kind of divide it and split up into who's right and who's wrong and right, right. we should kind of get rid of that and you see God in everything <laughs> it's like well why are we fighting about it why don't we just just be Right, you know, that's right. Why we had to have have a one up on you? Like, I mother. always say, just live your life. Yeah, just, live, just keep living. Live your life. Just live your life. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. We're we're too um. What's the word I want to say? I mean, it's so easy to be stuffy. You know, you just just yeah. stuffy. You know, you just too. You know, you just uh, uh oh god. It's another word I want to use. I can't think of it right now. But just live and breathe. You know, yeah. why everything has to be so like. Yeah. Not done. Yes. It's this way. It's that way. I mean, cause, cause let me tell you something. If you end up doing something wrong, you're going to know about it. Yeah. The spirit is going to tell you. Mm. Your inner voice is going to let you know. Your mm. heart is going to tell you. You're going to know. So just live, you know? And, and I think that that's, that's one thing I say. That's why I say I'm thankful that I'm free because I just live my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you have your boundaries. You set your boundaries and you live, yeah. you know? So your life, it belongs to you. Um, I mean, I know there's different narratives as far as religion that, you know, your life belongs to God. But if right. you're a child of God and you you are the God within you, you know what I mean? Yes. I have a baby girl. She looks just yeah. like me, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just want her to be a better, better version of me. Right. You know? so it right. should be the same concept of, you know, you, you if you have a God and you believe in your God, 
believe that your God would also want the best for you. Best for you and not steer you in the wrong direction either, and you know? I'm a, um, I got one more quote because I know we get, I said I was going to talk for sure. Goodbye. You said too many of us make excuses or continue to blame others when we don't succeed. You have to be determined in your own mind and what you want. And in this case, you were you were talking about how I mean I know you know, but I'm just no no no. Go ahead, you tell me, please. Um, sometimes because this resonated with me because sometimes getting the opinions of others, you know what I mean, it, it has a heavy uh, imp- input in our decision making. You know, if someone says, "Oh, that's not good," or something, you know, someone thinks that that's not right. Right. Mm-hmm. Then um, I think this is the quote. I hope I'm not mixing this up with something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're, fine, you're fine. It reminded me of another thing that you said because you there's two points in the book. And there was one where you were talking about other people because um, I think you went to your pastor and you were telling him like you got to go, you got to leave, and right. you know he has said his own thing, and that spin off was something mm-hmm. interesting to me. I'm gonna leave that for the readers to find right. out. <laughs> <laughs> but um there was another place where okay yeah this is why this is why I pointed this one out too many of us make excuses or continue to blame others when we don't succeed so this was interesting because you know how like you have um people in your life or whatever and you are pretty much in this narrative where it's like um like oh people not supporting me or people don't do this for me or da 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 like you kind of like put all these things out there because you feel like it's because of them right. you are not succeeding. Not, you're not succeeding. You're not this better person. And I always think about um I just had this discussion with my friend the other day actually. Um because I think about how we always are kind of looking outwards and putting all of the weight on other people in our world to confirm you know, our value or to confirm the decisions that have made, that have been made in our lives when it's really actively our, our thing, our doing, you know, forging (laughs) way in your life really is about you looking at that person who may not actually support your business and still loving them and not blaming it on them for your business failing. (laughs) It's not depending on that one person. Right. right. We're going back to this audience. You know, if you are steering in the right direction, your audience is for you. (laughs) You It's not like, oh, now you, you know, made me fail. That's what I was thinking about when I read that. Um, And then you follow up. You have to be determined in your own mind and what you want. I think about this often just, you know, being on social media, being in this this generation and I'm mm-hmm. growing up there with technology and everything. Mm-hmm. And I often find myself saying, you know, I, I'll, I'll say, hey, can you look at this? You know, is this okay? And I, I really find myself, especially, you know, as I get older, like, man, I don't even care. First of all, a lot of people are not even paying attention, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. The other part is when they start paying attention, those are the people that were for me. Those are the people <laughs> who are interested in it. So I should be able to become and deliver and be exactly who I am mm-hmm. without it being this thing of being nervous or scared that, you know, the people won't like it. You know what I mean? Right. Or whatever the case may be. So I can't, I can't work. I mean, naturally, I don't in my own life. But like when you put yourself on the internet, it's like, it's so much that can be out there. But I also know I can define my own way and say, right. even though there's a lot of narratives out there, that doesn't mean that I have to sit there and read all the narratives. That's you know? true. That or true. You hear a lot of celebrities say all the time, they don't read all the critics. You know, yeah. they, don't, they don't read them. Because so. this so, is yeah. the point. Sometimes I'm thinking like, who sat there and, and thought that they just want to <laughs> destroy people's lives with their words? Right. Like, why did 
didn't matter. Like, right. and I, and I, and that's why I think, you know, I, I go back to like, you know, if I live in this world that's really loudly pops and gun drops um, and positivity because I'm like, when I think about it, it's, you know, both positive and negative make a battery work, whatever. I always say that to my friends. Like, it's not that one is better than the other. It's really more the fact that they work together. It's about balance. But mm-hmm. the negative or what people call negative to me is is not, is never, there's never a moment in your life where you have to uh, put negativity in your world. It's a choice yeah. Situations. There's other valid, healthy emotions, like you said in your book, like you wanted to cry, you wanted to be angry, mm-hmm. you wanted to be upset. Those aren't negative. That's right. You know what I mean? Those are healthy feelings that needed to be released. And when you release them on time, it's yeah. not going to have any negative impact. It's going to have that's a healthy right. impact. And then that's where their balance is. That's so right. for me, I always think, so when people are choosing to intentionally be negative, mm-hmm. and, that, and, I, and that definitely can be relative to, you know, what people consider to be negative, um, that's something that goes back to what they have to do with themselves. They either decided to do the work or they didn't decide to do the work. And as you said in your book, when you when they don't decide to do the work, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's on them. Do you mean exactly? I, mean, I like you know, how you said it like that. Like that's okay. <laughs> I can hear you when I was reading. I can hear your voice. Like I can hear it. <laughs> okay, it's not even like you say. It. You don't say it like that's okay. You know how you're like. Da, da, da. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm free. I'm fine. I'm going to live my life. Yes, exactly. It's okay. Exactly. And I, and, and I mean it. Yeah, but But I really, really mean it. And I'm, I'm just going to say this. I don't like when people, I think people use the word judgment all the time. Yeah. But I think that a lot of times they use it out of context. Because I think that when you're speaking truth about something, that's not judging. Yeah. But I think that when you're, when nowadays we live in a society where if you just speak a little bit about them or you yeah. just say like a little something, you know, um, towards whatever they may be going through or something like that. Well, why are you judging? No. To me, you're just basically saying to me that you don't want to look at that part. Yeah. Life. And that's okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But don't don't make the other person feel bad because you not want to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And that's why I say there's a lot of people out here that love to be the victim. And yeah. those are the people that you have to look out for because those are the people that will continue to drain you as long as you allow them to do Ooh. so. <laughs> Lesson learned. I consider that one of my lessons learned. Yes. And when you, I, I just remember, and it's so funny because I'll have my, like my camera battery, my, um, my phone battery, it would always be on a low percentage, right? Mm-hmm. All, almost always be dying. <laughs> and I was, and, I, and one day I was just thinking, you know, my husband always, his phone always dead. It's always about to die. <laughs> because it's like, there is no attention that when it was at 50%, to do something about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like to, to prepare it so you don't ever have to get below 50%. Just it take one second to go over there and charge it. You know what I mean? To be intentional about it. Sometimes you'll get to a point where you might be charged out. You know, you not might not have the tools to do it. But I have the tools. I always have the tools to recharge myself. Recharge my stuff. But I kept putting myself... Now we're going to the world. <laughs> now I was putting myself in a situation where I was allowing myself to be drained and not finding that moment when I was just like... That is so powerful. Oh. It's so powerful. Just that whole analogy that you just used with the phone and, and being drained is so 
powerful. And, and, and like we just been talking throughout this whole thing, your energy is so important. Yeah, so who is. are you allowing to drain your energy? Yes. And we got to be careful. Yeah. And if you're always in the overwork and overdrive with a person, yeah. that person ain't for you. Come on out of overdrive. Put that thing in for a minute. All that experience, all of that stuff is not for you. And, and, yeah. and relationships in general, because, you know, we always are connected to these relationships, you know, even when it comes to, you know, certain things that drain us. And and going back to what you said about family. Yes. You know, because although family is so important, you know what I mean? If it's if it's something that's draining you, it's not like you can just tag it along. I mean, tag it away to, okay, that's family. You know what I mean? Because this is doing the same thing that anyone else who is not your family would be doing to you. So why are you making it a a pass for family? Yeah. They 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 can also drain you. Yes. Like I think about sugar, right? You know, people sugar um in your in a banana because sugar has high content. Mm-hmm. Um sugar ha- is a high content of sugar in bananas mm-hmm. and sugar. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, your body will not say, oh, it's a banana. Because right. we all know bananas can be healthy for you. You know right. what I mean? Banana, you know, in a sense, can be healthy for you. But when your body reads both of these, it still has the same impact. Yes. And so the banana, yeah, is, you know, when it's used correctly, it's paired correctly. Yes, that, that could be beneficial to you. How you use it can be beneficial to you and a lot better right. Than, right. than the sugar. But when your body receives it, it's not calculating, oh, this is family. That's right. That's it's right. not saying, oh, this is family. Go ahead and let them drain you. The the same concept of being drained is still going to have an impact on your body. And forgive me if I was, if somebody at the sciences out there say, no, that's not how sugar works. Listen, I know (laughs) that high content (laughs) sugar, it does exactly the same and not close to it. We're the vitamins along with it. But um, yeah, I just, and that's what we feel. We we put family on that high pedestal, like a banana because, oh, banana got to be healthy. That's that's healthy for you. That's better for you. And and, and, you know, and and you saying that, um, um, and, and one of my big things within this book that I really want people to get is to understand and learn your family and understand yeah. who's who who plays what role. Yeah. Okay, and that's really what it's about. What role are they playing in your life? You know, yeah. um, and, and also, too, I think for me with the Jesus fix it, you know, how would Jesus do it and stuff like that? And me looking at my family, I think I always, um, you know, strive and always because I'm like a. How you say it? I'm man. I'm a pusher. You know what I'm saying? I'm, a, I'm pushing. I push myself a lot. You know, I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, I just want to leave this one thing thing before we end this is don't allow your family to make you feel bad. Yeah. For doing something different. Yeah. For stepping out and being you. For stepping out and learning who you are. For moving in a whole different direction than what they probably. May have thought for you or anything. Don't allow them to make you feel bad for that. I remember um, one of my, someone said to me one day, they said, uh, you know, well, you came from the same place we came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. But you know what? I chose to do something different. There's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of people need to hear that because a lot of people feel they have that um, survivor's guilt, which is, I believe, is one of the chapters in the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and a lot of times we talk about survivor's guilt, but we talk about it in a form of someone dying and you're grieving. No. Mm-hmm. I talk about it from a point, it does not just have to mean death. It even has to mean, it even means for me that you survive something that someone else close to you may have not. Yeah. But it doesn't make you a bad person because you did. You 
you may have made it out and maybe they didn't, but it wasn't because of you. It was just because of a choice that you decided to make. And um, I just I just always like to encourage people with that, because I think a lot of times we hold on to things and we try to keep things because we don't want to feel that way. Or because we do feel that way and we don't know how to break it off. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you shared that. And I honestly, I mean, I, I feel like I have a really, really, I grew up with a really good village. Um, awesome. My family has has definitely put a lot of esteem into me. Awesome. <laughs> like, awesome. My family has really, um, has been very, they definitely have a lot to do with how I, awesome. and how much I love myself because they they show me so much love. I had a village, you know, awesome. and, and on my mom and my dad's side, and even you know, not even having you know, not really having talked to like me, my my um, my dad in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't have any heaviness because I feel like a, when you when you had a certain concept in your book. Um, when you were saying that you were over, I think you said, well, I can't think of the word that you were using, but I'm going to explain the concept. Like there's a lack of in one place and then you try to overcompensate, you know, overcompensate. in another area. And to me, I think I have a little bit um, different viewpoint of that because mm-hmm. I feel like we do have, a, we have strengths, you know what I mean? And if we work on those strengths, you know, there may be places where we are weak, but then there's other people and other connections that kind of fill in those gaps for us. And so it's really being intentional about, you know, the overcompensating. And I know I'm 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 switching that the definition of that a little bit around. But the the point of kind of looking at what you are, you know, mm-hmm. good at and, and going in that direction and being strong in that mm-hmm. doesn't really have to be a bad thing, in my opinion. But it needs to be regulated. You know what I mean? It needs to be there needs to be balance. And I think balance. the balance comes in where you where you can acknowledge that I'm I'm not good in this area, but I'm okay with getting help or I'm okay mm-hmm. with with a certain right. part of this in my life. And mm-hmm. when I think of you, you you brought up like there's different roles in your family in your life. And I think about, you know, sometimes the role might just be that they were just for your childhood. You might not talk to them again. Um, and sometimes the role may be to teach you a lesson for your adulthood. Um, and I think we kind of attach family and say that they have to be there, you know, the entire lifetime, but we create new families, you know what I mean? Based on, you know, how we evolve and things like that. And so I've been blessed enough um, to say that I had the best of both worlds. Right. Um, That's awesome. Being brought up in... Um, not to say it was perfect, but I mean, yeah, I just, you know, the village was, the village was, I'm thankful for it. And, and the only reason I, I like to share this about my life is because I like to share the fact that, that as a people, we don't all have, t- we don't all have a trauma story and so, but right. we still, we still so have true. a place to self, you know, we still had to grow in self-love, even if we didn't have any, any right. four places, That's but right. we need to meet each other the same and, yeah. and appreciate each other the same and say, yeah, I didn't go through that, but I'm, I'm here with you. Or yeah, I didn't have that type of life but I'm here with you because it still connects you know we and that's, and that's how we we help each other I feel like in my world of not actually having um so so many trauma heavy based experiences is that when I'm when I met with someone who is it's like now I get I get more you know, of an understanding and feelings and emotions from the fact that they did experience that. And then I'm also more thankful. And then they can also share and rub in all this, <laughs> this love I want to give out, you know what I mean? Awesome. And, and, this is, is, and that's what I mean by the entire balance thing is that, you know, we all have a different story. That's right. I'm so glad that you shared your story. It's a, it's a really, really good book. Oh, um, thank you. I'm thank thankful you. for you sharing it. And 
we probably could talk for a long time. So I just want to, I want to give you this, this time to share anything else that you want to, to add or anything you want people to know about your book and where to buy it. Okay. I just want to say thank you again. I appreciate you so much. And I know that we'll talk again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And also, I just wanted to say, you know, this was my first book, but um, I'm just so blessed to have it touch so many people's lives because to be honest with you, the book, I, this book has went out to almost 50 states now. This book is like oh, in wow. now, which is really um, a testament. And I thank God for that. And I get I get calls and I get texts all the time. Oh my God, Hassan, it just really touched my life. And yeah. so I just want to just encourage anybody that, that you know, just want to read something that they could just sit down and read it real quick. It's not like a heavy book or anything like that. It's a pretty it's one sit down reading. Um, but this book, I just hope that if you do decide to get this book, that it'll really touch your life. And it talks about different truths. And um, I think it's just something just to really get you to thinking, thinking and and make some changes. And so I really hope that you can go get my book and you can get my book at um, HassanaBrown.com. That's H-A-S-S-A-N-A dot Brown.com. You can buy my book there and also you will get a signed copy. And then also, too, um, the book is um, on Amazon as well. So however you want to go, it's fine with me. Yeah. Yes, please go get the book, y'all. <laughs> it is definitely available to you on um, two different platforms right now, right? Two different platforms, Amazon and the right. website. It's a really good read. And I, and I love, I love reads like this where it's when you feel good after you read it. You know, I really feel like as I read it, I was like, oh, I love learning something else about myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> getting into a different um and I think people people generally like their selves <laughs> they like to learn about themselves and things like that so be like astrology and all this stuff but um I really would say that you know this book is your story but I think it it can connect with a lot of people mm. um, even if this is not their exact story and like right. I said this was, I don't have this type of experience but yeah I still was able to connect and feel and grow a little from reading this awesome so um I just kind of want to add that perspective because I don't you know how would you define your audience do you feel like you have a particular audience um, that that generally connects to your books? Not to say that, you know, there might not be outliers, but is there a particular audience that you think would connect with your book the most? I would say more conscious people that are yeah. conscious, self-aware. Yeah. Yeah, those that that community, I think. Um, people that are conscious, that yeah. are self-aware, that like to be in tune with themselves. Yeah. I would agree. They meditate. <laughs> I would agree with that. And you know, what's funny about you saying that is that although I think these are the people who are most likely to buy your book, I think there are people who are not in that space. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That would be the most, you know, there's actually people that are like on a journey, really trying to find how to fit the pieces of the puzzle concerning their life. Um, This would definitely be a book for them as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the gift, y'all. The gift, discovery of self while accepting my family truth by Miss Hassana Brown. I'm so thankful for you being here today. Before we close out, I did request (laughs) that you share a self-tuity statement because I'm all about self-tuity statements here. self-tivity statement if you haven't if this is your first time landing on the channel um self-tivity is my version of affirmation and i like to have my guests come on and and give their self-tivity statement so an affirmation coupled with an intentional action so your intentional action is what are you actually going to do to support your affirmation so a lot of time in, in the world 
we we're in this world right now where a lot of people are putting out affirmations in there where affirmation, I mean, affirmation, you know, why, 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 but really support it, you know, support like you do anything else you will support in your world, support it with the actual intentional action. It, it requires us to go inside and actually, um, apply an action. Faith without works is dead, right? <laughs> hey, that's what it says. Um, so I'm going to tell you what it is. It's, um, mine is uh, stop thinking, stop procrastinating, and get to work. And how this really um, ministers to me at this point is that um, there are some things that I want to do that I need to do, and I need to stop procrastinating because I'm a big procrastinator sometimes. Um, and um, my goal is, I will be 50 in a couple of months, so my goal is to lose some weight. Yeah. And so I have to stop laying in that bed and saying, okay, I know I need to get up and walk or I need to get up and jump rope or whatever I need to do. I need to actually get up and put action to it and do it. And so that's what I'm going to commit to. Um, this week, I, now I ain't going to say I'm going to do seven days, but you got to be realistic. <laughs> Yeah. So what I would do, since I've been talking to you, I'm going to encourage myself to at least, even if I can get two to three, but I'm going to say two, two days this week that I can get up, yeah. either walk or jump rope, I will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, those small goals, they go, they go a long they way. They go a long way. They go a long way. On top of each other. I find my, and I find myself, that's why I have this little, this thing going on right now with me where I'm doing something every day because I find myself, I'll do it and then like eight days go by and it's, you know, what happened? You know what I mean? So I definitely am, am practicing um, doing something and staying consistent with those small things, you know? Yeah. So they start to add up. Even like, you know how you go to Target and it's like $2 or $5 or $3. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I didn't think that was going to be that much. And it was like right. $1,500 at this case. It was like, <laughs> not that much. Right. So I would add up. Small things yes. I was was my my thought with that but I don't want to let you go I really (laughs) there's so much more that I want to talk to you about with this book so hopefully we can connect because I mean I I got listen I got I got (laughs) I got notes about your book and I didn't even hit on all of it because I wow but there's a lot of there's a lot of little um nuggets in here that I really appreciate it um that I I do hope to um be able to maybe talk to you um yes we will we will Yes, I will. All right. That's the end. Um, To everyone who's watched, thank you so much for being here. And as always, hold on to you as much as you can. Hold on to your health, your being, and your mind. Be mindful.